You spent time in prison for uh, a charge of, can I say it? Yeah, yeah. For attempted murder, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, in fact, it was murder. It wasn't attempted murder. Yeah, it, it was, was for both. murder. It yeah. was both. Okay. Yeah. All right. Talk about so, that just for a little bit, brother. Yeah. So um, when I was like, it was like 1994 and a half or something, I was about, um, I want to say like 12, 12 and a half years old. I was probably like 11 and a half years old. And, um, you know, I just got caught up with the wrong people. Mm-hmm. And the, um, just trying to live a um, gangster life, you yeah. know, growing up and trying to be that hardcore gangster in the right. neighborhood and right. stuff. And right. um, I got caught up with the charge, you know. Um, I just remember um, getting locked up and I didn't know how serious the charges were until days turned into years. And right. then... Years turned into more years. I was like four and a half years locked up in a single cell. Yeah. 23 um, hours a day. Wow. Yeah. And locked up in a cell. And then, um, yeah, I didn't know how serious it was until I was, I was not going home. This is Live Talk Radio. chapter 12 and verse 11 says that they overcame by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and they loved not their lives unto death. I love the application of that word of God because today we are talking about a testimony and it's raw, it's uncut and uh, I am very excited because uh, one of the things that I love about the church uh, is that it is a tapestry of testimony, right? It is uh, a beautiful arrangement of the redemptive work of God and what he does in people's lives, right? And he gets beauty for ashes, right? Right, right. So I'm I'm super excited about today's episode. (laughs) (laughs) Life Talk Radio is in the house and we are talking with a young man today who has a powerful story. Uh, God has been good to him like he's been to all of us. And uh, we're going to talk about his, um, his story of salvation, right? And maybe this is for you today. Maybe it's for you. Maybe it's not for you. Maybe it's for someone that you know uh, that may be walking through a very difficult time, a time that seems like there's no hope. It may be a jail uh, 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 extended, um, uh, you know, uh, stay. It may be an addiction. It may be gang related. It doesn't matter what the situation is. Man, God is so much more powerful than all of those things. And so we want you to lean in today. And uh, as we talk about what we're going to talk about, I got Beto in the house, man. It's good to see you. Hey, God bless. Stay in the mic, my friend. Thanks for having me. God bless. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> a little nervous, but I'm excited. Yeah, my yeah. guest is a little nervous today. It's the first yeah. time he's ever been on a video yeah. podcast, but yeah. it's all good. We're gonna, you're going to do great, man, because Amen. you have a heart for God. Amen. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to formally introduce him here in, in just a moment. But first, I want to say that if Life Talk Radio is adding value to your life and we're providing you with actionable strategies, we want you to like, share, and subscribe to our channel because at the end of the day, it really is all about 
about you. And we want to know what you think about our, our content and how it is changing and blessing your life. So my guest today, his name is Beto Chavez. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Let me just tell you a little bit about him before he tells us about him. He is a husband. He's a father. Yes. He's a brother in the Lord. And he's also a soldier yes. in the army of the Lord, right? Amen. Amen. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and he's also all geared up today because he's a part of an organization <laughs> called Soldiers of the Cross. Beto, man, welcome to the show, thank bro. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, bro, it's so good to have you here, man. Thank you. Yeah, so let's start off with 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 uh, Soldiers of the Cross. Tell us a little bit about the organization. Yeah, so um, Soldiers of the Cross, we go um, worldwide, um, different countries, and we just share the gospel, share our testimonies, mm -hmm. and hopes that somebody hears our testimony and wants to get closer to, to God. Yeah, man. Yeah. You guys are doing some powerful things. I've been to uh, um, uh, one of your services and uh, man, it's a bunch of raunchy dudes that, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that love God, that love God, yeah. bro. It's crazy, man. All I mean, bicyclers, yes. uh, um, men that's been spent time in prison, uh, men that has had addictions, men that has been in the system, yes. man, that God has done such a powerful work in their lives, amen, bro. Amen. And you guys are on fire for the Lord. Yeah. Man, I know that you guys are also like, you, you travel to, like you said, other countries and mm -hmm. you build homes for uh, underprivileged families. Yes. Okay. Yes. So we um, go to Mexico and we build orphanages. And um, before I joined, they've been to like, um, what's that? Different country. I forgot what it's called. Okay. Okay. Romania, Romania. Okay. Um, I've been to Belize and oh, we've man. Built college and a um, roller skating rink. The first roller skating rink in Belize. What? I have to tell my yes. my uh, my friend about that. There's a guy from our church. He's a he's a missionary. Him and his wife to mm -hmm. the country of Belize. Oh wow! Please and they God. just actually got off dissertation and left, going back to uh, the country. So I have to let them know about yeah, that, hook man. Yeah, them up. Get them connected. <laughs> Let's get connected as the body. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That's that's so powerful, man. And and, and so, you know, you guys are meeting, what, on a weekly basis? Yes, every Thursday, 6.30 p.m. And Sylvan Road, I think it's 2401 Sylvan Road. Yeah. Modesto, California. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's a men's Bible study. Yeah, man. And everybody's you guys, invited. Everybody's invited. Yeah. You guys serve food there, your fellowship. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> You also just had Dog the Bounty Hunter We here. just had Dog, Dog the Bounty Hunter. In fact, um, May 11, we're also going to do another tent revival there nice. with, um, I forgot his name. That's but, okay. That's yeah. okay. So you guys, when you had Dog the Bounty Hunter here, it was on Sylvan at the facility. And how many people do you think showed up for that? Oh, man. I want to say about 2,000 people I, or man. something. Praise God. Yeah. Praise God. You know, it's so, man, I, 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 what I love, I said this earlier, but, you know, the body of Christ, man, is such a, um, uh, it's such a mix of people and lives and backgrounds and experiences. And man, it just shows the dominance of God, right? Yes. Man, because we all, we've walked through some strongholds. You personally have walked through some strongholds that we're going to talk about today. Yes. And uh, God in his awesome Ooh. power, bro, brought you Amen. Out. Come on, somebody. <laughs> if you can do it for me, you can do it for you. Man, so if that's, you allow him to. And, and, you know, exactly. But you know, bro, I, I hear people say that if you allow him, 
him to. Um, and I also hear people say, and that's true, mm-hmm. that if you allow him to, you have to allow him in. Yeah. Um, but man, I'm telling you, I know from experience, sometimes God will kick down the door. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> He'll amen. kick down the door to get to you, yes, right? If yes. he has a purpose, because the thing about it is it's about him and amen. his word, right? Yes, yes. And he has his book, the book of life. And if your name is in that book, bro, Ooh. there's no getting around it, man. There's no getting around it. He will. I'm telling you, God came in the dope house, bro, and saved me, pulled me out of the dope house and said, serve me right now. Choose right now who you will serve. Right. And so I love I love that, man, because, you know, it is all about our testimonies, you know, and I love the fact I really appreciate you being here, uh, you know, sharing what God has done for you. So, so let's just start with, you know, where you are right now. You are, you're a, you're a husband and you're a father, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Does, how, how does that feel? Well, it's a blessing. Um, I love my wife. I love my children. And, um, (laughs) it's a challenge every day because, you know, kids and wife don't come with a handy book, you know, for a daily handy book. (laughs) Like the Bible. Yeah. You just, um, you gotta go with it. Yeah. 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 Well, that's cool though, man. So how many kids do you have? So I got four children. Four children. Okay. Awesome. And how long have you been married? I've been married since 2007, been with my wife since 2004. Nice, bro. One of the things I I heard you say about her the other day is that she's your ride or die. Yeah. She's my (laughs) ride or die, man. She's been through the through the thicket man she's been me. through the 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 before christ yeah. beto and the yeah. after christ beto yeah the before <laughs> beto and now the beto and before <laughs> that's awesome bro so let's let's start with um let's start with where you ended up before you came to christ i know as you and i were talking man you shared some some pretty powerful stuff, uh, some very serious stuff that yeah. that you were involved uh, in. And you spent time in prison for uh, a charge of, can I say it? Yeah, yeah. For attempted murder, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, in fact, it was murder. It wasn't attempted murder. Yeah, it, it was, was for both. murder. It yeah. was both. Okay. Yeah. All right. Talk about so, that just for a little bit, brother. Yeah. So um, when I was like, it was like 1994 and a half or something, I was about, um, I want to say like 12... 12 and a half years old. I was probably like 11 and a half years old. And, um, you know, I just got caught up with the wrong people. Mm-hmm. And, um, just trying to live a um, gangster life, you yeah. know, growing up and trying to be that hardcore gangster in the right. neighborhood and right, stuff. And, right. um, I got caught up with the charge, you know, um, I just remember, um, getting locked up and I didn't know how serious the charges were until days turned into years. And right. then, Years turned into more years. I was like four and a half years locked up in a single cell. Yeah. 23 um, hours a day. Wow. Yeah. And locked up in a cell. And then, um, yeah, I didn't know how serious it was until I was I was not going home, you know? Right. I've been locked up before that, but I used to get go home like in a week or in a month mm-hmm. or two months. Mm-hmm. But then that was like um, the longest that I did as a youngster at one time in yeah. juvenile hall here in Stanislaus County. Yeah. And, and you were um, in there for four years, four and a half years, four and a yeah. half years, man. Now. Yeah. So, so talk about what, what led you there. So you mentioned you were hanging out with the wrong crowd. Yeah. You were at, how old now at this so, age? So I was about 12 years old, 12, 12 and a half years old, bro. Yeah. 12 years old, Yeah, man. And you know what? Gosh, I, I want to go so many different directions here yeah. uh, with that. But 12 years old, it's a powerful age. But uh, uh, it was, you know, 12 years old was when Jesus began his ministry, bro. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And that's where yours began as well. Yeah, it did. So I was locked up for about, um, out of that time, 
maybe I want to say like three, three years. And then there was this chaplain guy that used to come all the time. His name was Marty Villa. Yeah. And um, he used to always knock on my door and try to talk to me about Jesus. And I was like, hey, man, I ain't trying to hear that. You right, know, right. Um, you know, it's already too late for that. Um, I'm on my way to the CYA and then prison eventually yeah. and eventually do some hardcore time life, you know, 25 to life as a youngster. And um, finally, um, he got me one day. He knocked on my door and he was like, hey, man, you hungry, man? And, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, man. And um I go, what's up? You know, and he offered me like a taco truck burrito, you yeah. know, and I was like, yeah. So make a long story short, though, that was the bait, though. He hooked me with, yeah, the, with the bait, yeah. you know, and um, I didn't know what he was doing, you know. Right. So I bit the hook, yeah. took the bait, and um, it was a good thing, though. But um, the thing was, like, in order to get that burrito, I had to remember a, a scripture. Right? Yeah. Dude. So he left me with the scripture for like a week. And yeah. I memorized it was Psalm 1. Yeah. And then I knocked on the window after that. And now I was looking for him. You know, all this time he was looking to talk four to years. me. Four years. Yeah. Four I years. I remembered the scripture. Right. And now I'm trying to look for him to talk to him. Like, right. you owe me. You know right. what I mean? So <laughs> he, did, he did me good. He got the burrito and whatnot. And then um, I told him I remembered the scripture and stuff. And, and um, sh- yeah, he came through. And then, um, so I, he brought the burrito. So, so, so before you go yeah. on, so this was your first exposure to the word of God. It was that first scripture, that bookmarks first scripture. So yeah. before that you had never picked up a Bible, never, never heard of never, a Bible. No. And so you got introduced to the gospel because of a burrito. Because of a burrito. Yeah. Oh, come on. That's yeah, strong. Dude. Yeah, that is. So, so as fast as he brought the burrito, as fast as I tore it up and whatnot and, um, so then um, I was like ready to lay down, trying to kick him out. Now he already brought what he brought. Yeah, you know? and yeah. So um, he goes, well, hold on, you know. And I was like, okay, what's up? He's like, do you know about Jesus? And uh, I was like, well, no, not really, you know. So yeah. um, anyways, he led me to the Lord. Yeah. And um, he was telling me, though, before he led me to the Lord about, um, because he also gave me a Bible, though. It had like, he read a couple of testimonies that were in the middle of the mm-hmm. Bible. It was called um free on the inside bible right and um I, he showed me a couple of testimonies and it was people that had like 100 years 80 years 200 years and yeah here i am like 25 years you know and i'm like wow so he was telling me like would you like to be free mm. and i was like thinking free from juvenile hall so i was like yeah of course i want to be free you mm-hmm, know mm-hmm. so um i didn't know he was talking about free on the inside bible, right you know right, i was like right. so broken you know and didn't even realize it and right you know, um, I had a thick shell. So mm. anyhow, um, he led me to the Lord and I just felt like this peace over me. You know, I, I really did feel like for the first time, like this peace over me. Right, you know? and right. I didn't understand it, though. That's the presence of God, brother. Yes. You yes. know, God comes in and he He does. He He brings peace through the chaos. Um, I, I love, I love that brother. So, so you, you accepted the Lord, you begin to change your life at that time. So, um, now I'm like three and a half years, Mm -hmm. um, into this time. And then, um, one day out of nowhere, I heard my, like, it was like a year later, I heard my name for court on the intercom and I was like, what? That can't be me, you know? I mean, I heard my name. Mm-hmm. So anyways, um, Mr. Williams, <laughs> um, he was like a um, CO or whatever right. it is, um, knocked on my window. He said, get ready for court, Chavez. But since he used to joke around all the time, you know, I didn't yeah. take him serious. So anyways, after like 20 minutes, um, he comes back because they had said my name again on the intercom. 
And he goes, hey, you still not ready, right? So I'm like, what the heck? What's going on, you know? <laughs> yeah. So anyways, I got ready real quick. And um, sure enough, it was for me. I walked into the courtroom and um, the, the judge looked at my eyes and pretty much told me, I'm sorry, you're going home today. Wow. I didn't realize why she was saying I'm sorry. You know, yeah, why would you say yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I really seen like that she was like kind of sad. She was compassionate. She compassionate, felt compassionate. If yeah. You will, yes. Yeah, man. Yeah. Wow, brother. So you're experiencing all this, all these, all these attributes of God and all these, uh, uh, these moments of God saying to you, look, look, Beto, I'm, I'm, I'm here. Yes. I'm working on you. I'm working. Even then you didn't even know who he was I didn't know who and he, he was. was pulling on you, bro. Yes. So, yes. so you're standing before the judge. First of all, you had court was not even in your, no, not it wasn't for even, another year. not for another year, yeah. but they called you into court and the judge, when you walks in, uh, when you walk in the judge, you see compassion in the judge's eye. I seen the compassion in the judge's eye. And then like, I was like, whoa, this is for reals. When I heard her say, I'm sorry, like she felt broken, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, what, why do you feel that way? You know? And then, mm -hmm. um, she said the whole time you've been here, nobody knew you were here. Like basically there's been nobody to um, bring charges against you. Like wow. you, you weren't the accused for yeah. some reason you've been here for four and a half years and, and it's basically the system's fault. And mm. anyways, I, I, I kind of was like in shock. Didn't even realize yet. It was just all like, is this real right but i knew that it was god i knew it was god you yeah know? I, and, and, and not only did he free me on the inside he freed me from being on the inside of the four walls yeah, yeah. man yeah yeah bro that's that's so powerful man that's such a beautiful story Amen. um <clears throat> you know I, I love that because and i want our view to, viewers to really understand the yes. the impact of that because <sighs> You know, oftentimes God is calling and we don't know that he's calling. We can't mm -hmm. recognize him. And man, God will put us in these situations um, so that he could get our attention, yes, you know, yes. and, and, and again, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's the power of your testimony because now looking back on this, you're able to speak to people and say, look, man, you know, I've been there. Yes. yes. I've, I've been locked up. I've been in prison. Yes. I've had this case. Right. And, and man, you're able to speak to other men that probably I could not speak to, you know, mm, yes. and, and God knows that. And so he has people everywhere, bro, all for the purpose of the gospel of yes. Jesus Christ, Yes, amen. you know? So, okay. So you, you, uh, you hear these words, uh, you get out of jail Prison is no no longer in your in your future from that case. Um, what happens next? So um, what happens next is I get out and I'm like, wow, you know, God did this for me. I'm going to change and everything. But mm -hmm. you know what? Unfortunately, that's not what changed me. Yeah. You know, I got out and everybody was like all my old friends giving me props, like basically blowing up my head like, oh, the OG's out, the OG's out. Mm. And I'm like. So I'm like, oh, man. So somehow all this live one and live for God. When I got out, it was like it just got smaller and like right. I lost interest and just started going this way again. So anyways, I went through the route and I ended up selling drugs. I got <laughs> I got even more hardcore into the gang and I started selling drugs. And then I was like just like kind of like up there, you know, making all this money, right. having things, you know, and it felt good. Yeah. So um, I, I took this for a long time, you know, up until like 34 years old. Yeah. And I'm, I'm 42 right now. So one day I was just sick and tired, you know, 
sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah. Like I was like it. You yeah. Know? I've had it. I've had everything. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, you know, cars, girls, money, mm-hmm. um, everything. You know, mm-hmm. just everything I wanted and mm-hmm. when I wanted it. You know. Mm-hmm. And uh, one day I was just at my house. And I was broken. I was just like, felt sick, sick and tired of being sick and tired. So I got on my knees. I said, Lord, I need you. I really need you. Like you, like you met me in the jail cell. I need you. And um, I said, I'm tired. You know, I need, I need your help. And um, sure enough, you know, I, um, my wife comes home. Yeah, my wife comes home mm-hmm. and I was sitting on the couch and I was really all mocked out. Like after I wiped all my mocos, all my tears and mm-hmm. everything from mm-hmm. crying, um, She's like, well, what's wrong, you know? And I go, well, nothing's wrong now, you know. I yeah. mean, now I feel good. Yeah. And she's like, and she's like, okay. She was kind of <laughs> like, well, what's going on? I go, well, I don't know. I feel this peace, you know. And I, all I know is that come Sunday we're gonna go to church. Yeah. And she was like, okay, you know. She's always right. Like I say, she's my ride or die. You know? Right. She was down with me for whatever. I love that, yeah. bro. That's beautiful. Yeah. A beautiful. So she's serving the Lord now. She's serving the Lord. Okay. Yeah. So you've been, you've been, you've been baptized and you've been received the Holy Ghost yes. in Jesus name. Amen. And yes. bro, that's so powerful, brother. So, I, I I love that. Finish up, yeah. man. So I wanted to share this because um, she's like, well, where are we going to go to church? You know? And I was like, well, I don't know, but come Sunday, we need to get dressed up and everything ready to go. <laughs> so, um, Sunday came, we all got dressed up, all the kids, me and my wife, and we jump in the car and we start driving. We pass one church. Yeah. And she's like, well, here's the church. I goes, ah, well, I don't know. I don't feel nothing. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if that's the one. So then we kept driving and we drove by this building and it looked like a warehouse building. Yeah. And I looked at this. I felt like that was it. In fact, I felt almost like the steering wheel just like kind of turned in there. You know what I mean? So I go, this is it. And it said Victory Life Center Church. Okay. And I was like, wow, it's on Woodland Avenue. Okay. 2118 Woodland Avenue. Okay. Pastor Jerry Quillen, Susan <laughs> Quillen. Oh, man, I love them so much. Awesome, brother. So anyways, um, we park, we get in there, and I'm like, well, let's sit in the back. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And um, I was like, I don't know if I want to go in there. You know, if I go in there, the whole building's going to come tumbling down. <laughs> I was dirty, man. I felt like I was, like, dirty. You know, I felt like. Well, you were, man. I was dirty. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was. Yeah, we all we all were before Christ yeah. found us. I felt so dirty that I thought if I stepped in the um, building, the whole building was going to, like, right. just collapse, right? So right. I walk in there, and um, my legs just start, like, moving. You know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, man. Because, you know, usually I'll sit in the back, kind of just, you know what I mean? Right scope it out whatever right so anyways my legs start like moving all the way to the front and we ended up sitting in the front row and then i noticed after there were some bibles sitting right there yeah and then this gentleman and this and this um his wife came towards us like oh am i in your chair he goes no 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 brother he goes you're exactly where the lord wants you to be so he moved their bibles and it was it was pastor jerry and his wife um quillen susan quillen and um Anyways, after they gave the message, I don't remember the message today, what it was, but I remember there was an altar call. He right. said he never ends any service yeah. without an altar call. Yeah. And um, I didn't know what an altar call was, but I, I know that he said, if you, you know, if you want Jesus, you know, you want to um, come up here and just, you know, accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Yeah. I was like, well, I did that back in the day in juvenile hall, but man, I just want to just, I want to come surrender it all. And I just want... God to get a hold of me and just change me and rearrange me from the inside out once again. Yeah. And all I remember was he put his hands on me and we started praying for me. And then I just remember like 
looking up. I was laid back on my back. Right. Never experienced anything like that. Right. And he was just looking down at me like, chewing his gum. I'll never forget. He's like, <laughs> welcome home, son. Chewing his gum. <laughs> yeah. So I felt this big old piece. My jaw started chattering. Like, yeah. Like, like speaking was, in tongues. Yeah. Oh, my yeah, yeah, gosh. yeah, yeah. I was yeah. just like. Yeah, man. Yeah. Everybody was just like. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, bro. I was like, wow, I didn't understand what was going on. But you know what? I just felt like this heaviness just like come off of me. Yeah, man. I I was finally at peace. I was finally light. Like I felt this this weight just come off of me. Right. And I felt this joy just overcome me. This it was so awesome. Dude, that's that's so powerful, brother. I I love the story of redemption, man. Let's talk a little bit about um and that's I thank you for sharing that, man. I I, we again could go really into uh into that, but I I think I want people to understand, you know, where you're beginning, where where you know, how was it as a child that got you hanging out with the wrong the wrong people? Talk about that just for a second. So I remember when um I grew up, I was like eight years old. And um, I remember my dad. Um, he called me to walk to him, walk with him to the back house. He mm-hmm. owned he owned a property, had two houses on the lot. Mm-hmm. And um, his sister in law, which was my aunt Becky, that lived in the back, and um, her Puerto Rican husband Ruben. So, anyways, <laughs> um, we went back there, and um, I didn't understand what was going on. And um, I know he was kind of a little drinked out, you know. Right. And um, my mom was back there. And then all I remember was they kind of argue. He took off his ring. And I just remember him saying, like, something like that, like, it's over. Right. And I don't know what's going on, you know. And again, how old were you then? I was, like, eight years eight old. Eight years old. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> all I remember was um, the next day, this big old white van pulls up. And it was my grandma and my grandpa picking up my little brother and my little sister because, um, they were leaving, you know, my mom and my little brother, my little sister, they were leaving. And, right. you know, I didn't realize that a little bit before that, um, I realized that my mom wasn't my bi- biological mother. Mm. You know, she was my stepmother. Mm-hmm. And my dad had remarried and had two kids with her, which is my little brother, Abraham, mm-hmm. my little s- sister, Mitzi. Mm-hmm. And I remember they just departed. And I remember just waving and crying. We were all crying. My mm. older sister, my little sister, and my yeah. older brother. We're, we were in tears because we're like, well, we're never going to see him again. Right. And it was years until we seen him again. But anyhow, that moment, I felt like sad and broken and angry. I felt all these emotions. For sure. I was like, I didn't know what was wrong with me at that time. But all I know is I became very ornery. And I remember just like, I was, I was a mess. Do you think you were blamed? Did you blame yourself for, for that moment? Did you feel like it was like you were responsible for that? No, I didn't. I just, um, I just didn't know really what, what I was feeling. Mm -hmm. I didn't really understand emotions. Right. And, um, all I remember was that. We were home alone most of the time after that because my dad had to work a full-time job, obviously. Right. And um, my older sister used to take care of us um, as much as she could, you know. Mm-hmm. So anyways, dad was never home, basically, working all the time. And mm-hmm. we had a big old house to ourselves and living in a, um, it was a messed up neighborhood, you know what I mean? And um, I just remember I took that opportunity to just like sneak out and go out and just like start to like exploit. Yeah. 
and um, came to realize that I started seeing like the homies, you know, the mm-hmm. homies hanging at the park and I'd go to the store and they'll pick me up. What's up, little homie and stuff like that. And I started feeling that that love, like yeah. acceptance. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. And so that, you think that, I mean, not think, you, I mean, that was like the catalyst that got you down that path, Yeah, right? I think that was like a bait, but like in the wrong way, you know what I mean? Like I was, I felt that love. I felt that acceptance. I felt, um, mm-hmm. I just felt like I belonged. You know what I mean? All of a sudden it just got worse. It just started being like a snowball effect. Just started getting worse. And we're like fighting and like, joining a gang and stuff like that and right. like stealing cars and joyriding and um shooting and just smoking and yeah, man. drinking. It just started going crazy. I mean, getting kicked out of school and yeah, it was crazy. It was. Yeah, yeah brother. So it got pretty crazy. Yeah, quick. man. So, so that's how you got started in the gang life. Yeah. And because you felt that acceptance from, from, from. Yeah. Them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, right after that, I, it, it was, it was like, just things started like spiraling out of control. My yeah. life just started going a whole nother direction, you know? Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like that if you had your, your dad being more active in your life that you could have avoided some of that stuff? Um, yeah, I think, you know, that I think having both parents in the house or even one parent that is, um, shows that bondage that ha- that you have that bondage with your children. Bond, I think it yeah. makes a big difference, mm-hmm. you know, um, like me, my dad used to, um, he was a workaholic, but he was also an alcoholic. Mm. And um, so when he wasn't working, he was hanging with his homies, you know, they were all drinking and stuff, which basically we never bonded yeah. like as a father and son. Right. So, you know, I used to have like that jealous. I used to have that envy when I would see other kids with their dads or like open house at school. You know, mm-hmm. that was huge. You mm-hmm. know, parents come. Mm-hmm. I never, I never had none of that. I was never participating in that kind of stuff and actually i used to get sad and angry and yeah i had a big old hole in my heart so yeah i think it's very important that parents be in their kids's life as much as they can and let them know that they're loved you know yeah 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 yeah. so what steps are you taking now with your children to sidestep what you experienced because here's the thing bro you know a general you heard of a generational curse oh yeah i've talked about it before on the show but it's something that is repeated from generation to generation and because it's familiar uh and you can either go one of two ways you can go with you know you can walk in in that generational curse or you can say you know what i I, it stops with me right i have to break it so what so what are you doing now uh as you are raising your children to help break that generational curse so now you know i just um love all my children love all my wife and um try to help my children as much as i could you know i didn't go to school so i can't i'm kind of limited on teaching them like um Mm -hmm. like school stuff Mm -hmm. but um I just let them know that I love them and I try to do as much as I could for them. And that way um, they know, you know, that yeah. way they feel that that love at home. You know, they don't have to go in um, the route that I took. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's so powerful, yeah. man. And so you are, you got your kids involved. Uh, they're going to church yeah. and you are securing their future, man. I, I love that. You're securing their future and they don't have to go the way of the prison system. They don't yeah, have no, to go the way. Break that generational curse in, in Jesus, Jesus name. name. Yeah. You know, I teach them about the Bible and they love going to youth group. They love learning about God. And, yeah. And, and it's awesome because at the age they're at, you know, they're 15 and 14 and yeah. they're 10 and 2. And um, it's amazing that how they're open, their their hearts are open, you know, right. their minds are open. Like, 
you know, they're still young, so it, it's a challenging for them trying to live the world life. And, Absolutely. And, um, well, being a Christian, living in this world, Absolutely. Life, yeah. You know, I know they, especially today, you know, it's a lot crazier than right. when we were growing up. Right. In like the school systems and stuff like for that. Sure. But, um, you know, I know they're, it's challenging for them, but I just tell them um, to be bold and, and, and know your identity and don't uh, let people label you and throw yeah. identity um, on you because I know there's identity crisis with, with Christian yeah. youth, yeah. you know, but if I, ta- if I could talk to Christian youth and let them know that to be bold, like be bold it, in Jesus you know, name, yeah, be bold for yeah, Jesus. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Stand out from the crowd. Don't Amen. go with the way of the world, you know, understand who you are Amen. Uh, because we, you man, you, you know, our identity is in Christ Jesus yes. and man, this world is going against the grain and that's the, we're living in the last days. The Bible yes. talks about that. So I love how you are instilling that in your children, bro. How, how, um, what's your aspirations for ministry now with all that you've been through with everything that you've experienced, what, what do you want, what, yeah. what do you see yourself doing for the kingdom of God? Well, you know what? I had a dream that I was, I'm um, going to the jails and stuff like that. You know, like, yeah. you know, um, Jesus met me in the cell. Jesus met the woman at the well, you know, he's always searching for that one. You know, he's looking for that loss. He's looking for that broken. He's yeah. looking for that one that's in a dark place that, that needs to, um, come, Come to him, towards him, the light. You know, yeah. he's the light. You know, he's the he's the way, the life, the way, the truth, the way, and the life. And um, he's looking. He's he's out. He's searching. Just know that you're not alone. He's yeah. always with you, whether you feel him, whether you don't see him, whether whether you don't feel him. He's there. He's there. He's there. Yeah. And, um, my heart is for the youth. Okay. And um, to um, tell them my testimony. You know, just coming from if God did it for me, He could do it for them. And when yeah. I say that. If you allow him to, it's like, open up your heart, Mm -hmm. you know, open Mm -hmm. up your heart and Mm -hmm. be just hear his, try to hear his voice and just know who you are. Your your creation of God. He loves you. You're a son of God. You're a beloved. You're, you're a daughter of God. You're a beloved daughter, your beloved son. Like he knows who you are. He created you, (laughs) you know, in in perfectness, you Mm -hmm. know, so don't allow anybody to come and try to tell you that you're not good enough or, or, or you're a nobody. You are a somebody. You're God's creation. Yeah, Come bro. on. He, yeah. he didn't make a mistake. That's so powerful, yeah. brother. That's so powerful. Man, I'm I'm just, I'm so excited, dude, that you came to the show today, bro, and you shared yeah. your experience, you know, with, with man, just the world. And now you're living for the Lord yeah. and you're on fire for God and you are raising your family and your marriage uh, is strong in the Lord. And it's yes. all because, you said yes to Jesus. It's all because I said yes to Jesus. You know, I went from having no job to being a class A driver to now I'm I'm a homeowner now and I have a family. You know, I, I didn't grow up with the mom and dad in the household, but now I have children with mom and dad in the household. Yeah, and we, I say put Jesus first and everything. Put Jesus first in your relationship. Put Jesus first as being a father, as being a husband. And um. It's going to be all right. It's, it's going to be, be all right, right dude. Yeah. I love that, bro. Right. I love that. Man, yeah. thank you for stopping yeah, by the no show doubt, today. Hey, glory to God. Yes, sir. Yes. Hey, folks, so if Life Talk Radio is providing you with actionable strategies and adding value to your life, listen, we want you to know something that 
we said at the top of the hour, it doesn't matter what you are experiencing. And yes, it's there's dark days. And yes, there are rough patches and rough times in our life. But God, at the end of the day, is in control. Yeah. And I don't care what you are dealing with. I don't care what someone else that you may know is dealing with. God is greater than it all. And if he has a purpose, which he does, yes, he has a purpose. Amen. It's going to come to pass. So go yes. to our YouTube channel. Like it, share it, subscribe it, leave a comment, and the Lord bless you much. Amen. Yes, God bless you guys, and thank you for allowing me to share my testimony. And before I leave, though, I just want to say the scripture that the first scripture. Absolutely, that I should I was have asked you to quote it. To. Yeah, yeah. That way you can know because I know some of you guys are saying, "Well, he never said the, <laughs> the scripture." It was Psalm one, Psalm one, and you can find it um, in in the Bible, obviously Psalm yep. one, and it reads. Let's, let's read it real let's quick. You want to quote it by yeah, you want to quote I'll, it by heart or you want to read it verbatim? No, let's let's read it. Let's let's give okay, them. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let it. you read this, my friend. Yeah. So Psalms chapter one. Give yeah. us a second give here. A there second. you go. Here, Can here you see go. that? So this is Psalm one. It says, "Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat." of the scornful mockers but his delight is in the law of the lord and in his law doeth he meditate day and night and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his yeah, season yeah his leaf also shall not wither and whatsoever he doeth <laughs> shall prosper, shall prosper. Bro. man dude that's you're powerful. living that right now bro yes this yes. was a burrito this was Come just a burrito on, that's the burrito yeah that was the <laughs> spiritual burrito yeah that's good stuff yeah, bro yeah, that's good stuff yeah. well thank you for sharing that yeah. bro god bless you god bless everything that yes. you are doing your yes. wife your children your ministry and we will yeah. man we'll have to chat yeah, again thank you for having me yes sir god bless god you god bless you <laughs>